Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. You ever been in a store and you see a child? who is totally out of control, and he's ruling. I mean, he's in control of mom and dad. You ever been there? And you want to go, (laughs) how did that happen? Because of this. They refused to lovingly discipline in all the ways I told you. They refused to do it. They withhold that punishment and loving discipline. And what happens? They're actually ruining the future of their child. They're not doing something loving. Not at all. Modern society tells you that we, modern society that is, has moved beyond the barbaric practice of corporal punishment. The truth of the matter, though, is that that punishment now takes place in jails and prisons. One of the hardest things to do is to discipline your child, but you know what awaits them if you don't do it. Pastor Mark will be teaching how God's discipline works the same way in your life. God wants you to learn how to do life right his way because he loves you and wants the best for you. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in Hebrews chapter 12 as he continues his message, God's discipline is good for us. When we took our kids and we had to spank them, we would use a neutral object. That's why anybody, you bring your wooden spoons? Anybody have them? Okay, well, wooden spoon would be one. You got one? There it is right there. She's ready. Man, handy. Look at that arm right there. It's about like that, too, I'll tell you. So a wooden spoon would be one. A switch. My wife always talked about it at home. Her mom would go out in this mulberry tree or whatever, get one of these little teeny switches. Ooh, that thing could really go. Now, why do you want to use a neutral object? Well, you want to do that versus what? Your hand. So you separate you as a person because you want your hands to be what? Open for loving. Okay? So it's a good thing to do. Now, where do you spank? You spank where God designed you to spank. Anybody have any question about where that is? Don't look at your neighbor. Just say, you know where it is. We all have a pair of them right here. They're padded. Perfect for what? For spanking. That's exactly right. Now, when you get ready to do that, before any discipline, could be timeout, taking away the toy, TV, the other pleasure, go to your room, whatever. When you're getting ready to do that, before you, as you're doing it, explain why you're doing it. You see, if you'll take time to explain why you're doing that to your child, you normally won't react in anger because you're going to have to explain why you're doing it. And one of the things that's good to do 
is explain to them that you're doing it because God instructs you to do it. You see, it's God who loves them. And eventually they will understand that the discipline they're receiving in many ways is not just from you, but from their loving God. Now, as you discipline them, of course, you never do anything to uh, hurt them physically. You just make them aware of that. Typically, there could be tears. It could be all kinds of things. When you're through with the disciplining, what needs to be done by the parents? You use the hands that you didn't use to spank to what? Give them a hug. To simply give them a hug. And reassure them that you what? That you love them. Some of you are going through discipline. And you're wondering if God loves you. He does love you. We'll see that as we move through these points. So, let's just talk about that for a moment. Remember again, what is discipline? Not just spanking. To teach, to instruct. Here's why I'm doing this. Here's why we're doing this. You lied to dad. You lied to mom. To mom? You mean moms should be part of the discipline? Absolutely. Do not operate your home. Wait till your dad gets home. Wrong image. Mom and dad, you need to be together. If you're a single parent, you're the one that presents the discipline. You're the one that understands this. So but basically, in a home where there's two parents, it should be done jointly by both parents. By the way, who agree ahead of time. This is how we do it. Don't disagree in front of the child. Don't spank him now. I'm going to spank him. That gives the wrong image. By the way, your kids are not stupid. They know exactly who to go to, don't they? They know who the soft one is. They can play it perfectly. Now, look at Ephesians 6.4, and I'm going through this quickly, so you won't have to turn to a lot of verses. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Colossians 3.23, fathers, do not aggravate your children, or they will become discouraged. So, that discipline is going to need patience from you. And it's going to need time for you to explain again the boundaries. There is no room in our disciplining of our children for rigid, domineering parents who think that because they're in control, they will bring that child under subjection. That's the wrong thing. I'm glad God doesn't deal with me like that. There's instruction that must always be given. Now, As your children get older, what do we have to do with discipline? Well, we change the forms of discipline. And of course, as your children get older, what about the boundaries? The boundaries have to be what? Expanded. They can do more things. You can't say to your eight-year-old, well, you're going to go to bed at eight o'clock. Okay, that's fine. That's good. Now the kid's 15. You're going to go to bed at eight o'clock. No, you have to do what? You have to expand the boundaries. Where is that a problem with parents? Because we look at our kids and go, I think they're like 10, aren't they? No, honey, he's 18. (laughs) And sometimes we forget that they're growing up. So we have to expand the boundaries with them and allow them the freedom. Now, there's one more thing, and this is going to be hard for all of us. In some situations, older teens now, as they get older, 
we have to allow our children, mostly students in that age, to learn by failure. Not something disastrous, but we have to allow them to learn by what? Failure. Did you ever learn anything by failure? I'm still learning by failure. And so we have to do the same. The prodigal son is a perfect example of that. But we need to encourage them that they will sow what they reap. But when they make a failure, you welcome them back like the prodigal son did. Pray over them. And now, Pastor Mark, I'd like to have formulas for what you just talked about. No, you have the guidebook and you have the Holy Spirit as the wisdom to give you common sense and to take each child and deal with them as you should. Proverbs 23.13 says, Don't fail to discipline your children. They won't die if you spank them. Now, it may sound like they're going to die, but they will not die when you spank them. This is huge. If you miss everything else, don't miss this key. Withholding loving discipline is not love. You ever been in a store and you see a child who is totally out of control, and he's ruling. I mean, he's in control of mom and dad. You ever been there? And you want to go, (laughs) how did that happen? Because of this. They refused to lovingly discipline in all the ways I told you. They refused to do it. They withhold that punishment and loving discipline. And what happens? They're actually ruining the future of their child. They're not doing something loving. Not at all. So it is hard for us. Again, strong-willed child, that'll do it even more. Children are instructed from Ephesians chapter 6 to obey your parents in the Lord. So, who can give you direction? God. Where do you get it? From here. You do it in balance. You do it in love. You never do it in anger. You do it consistently. When they pass the line, they're asking Are the boundaries real? Will you really hold to them? And yes, you have to. You do it in a loving way, and the Spirit gives us direction. Now, look at verse 5 again. Let me give you four keys. And have you forgotten that the word of encouragement that addresses you as sons, my sons, do not make light of the Lord's discipline, and do not lose heart when he rebukes you, because the Lord disciplines Those he, what? Those he loves. And he punishes everyone he accepts as of son. Of course, son is equal to Israel in those days, but as a Christ follower, we're all sons and daughters of Jesus Christ. So, what is his goal? Remember, God's goal is to make us more like Jesus. Now, when we're suffering, when we're going through a trial, when we're going through a hardship, it's easy to think God doesn't love us. When you and I were spanked by our parents, you know, the old thing, it's going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. Yeah, we would say like, yeah, sure. When we became an adult, we understood that, didn't we? And of course, that's why some of us almost refuse to discipline our children, because we're afraid of that hurt. But Satan will come to us when we're going through this difficult trial and say, you know, God doesn't love you. He doesn't love you. If God loved you, he wouldn't bring this hardship in your life. You remember Paul. Paul had a thorn in the flesh. He prayed to God three times to remove it. What did God say? 
No, no, no. Paul kept up, forget it, I'm not going to ask anymore. Why? God says, because I'm going to show you that you're going to grow to be more like Christ. You're going to be able to overcome that thorn with my strength. So first, the four keys. We'll have them all done in just a few moments. Number one, God's discipline is motivated by love. So I'm talking to adults now, talking to you, even though we're God's kids, we're adults. So God's discipline is motivated by love. So the writer to the book of Hebrews says, don't give up, don't rebel, don't fail to learn God's lessons. He's trying to teach us something. As parents, again, as I said, sometimes it's too hard for us. God isn't like that. He knows we need that loving discipline. He will not withhold it. He will allow the hardship to come into our life. Look at verse 7. Endure hardship as discipline. So there's three things you and I can do when God begins to discipline. Three paths to take. Number one, we can blow it off. We can make light of it. We can ignore it. Yeah, sure, God, whatever. Just bring it on. It doesn't matter to me. We can just do that. Number two, we can allow Satan's lie that God doesn't love us to cause us, like these people were, they're ready to give up. God, I can't take it anymore. I'm just, we're going to quit this. We're going back to Judaism. Forget it. It isn't worth it. So we can either... We can either be that bold person that says, just bring it on God, or the other person, I just get discouraged, and we, and we listen to Satan, and we get discouraged. Or number three, what does verse seven say? We can endure it. We can submit to God and say, God, what are you trying to teach me through this? That's where we want to be. What are you, God, trying to say to me in this? You've allowed it. Nothing comes into my life that you don't allow. So God, what are you doing? Let me endure it. Submit. I submit myself to you. I know from 1 Corinthians 10 that you will not allow anything that's too strong in my life to undo me. So I don't have to give up. So God, show me, teach me how to grow spiritually from this. Verse 7, finish it. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as sons. Now this is a pretty interesting statement. For what son is not disciplined by his father? Would we like to answer that in our world today? Because we have so many homes where there even isn't a father and many other homes where that is never happening. If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are illegitimate children and are not true sons. So what's the second key for God's discipline tonight? God's discipline is evidence that we are his sons and daughters. None of us ever reaches the age of maturity where discipline stops. Remember Apostle Paul, right at his death, said, I've not arrived yet. God's still at work with me. So God's working with me. He's working with you. All of us are in need of training, education, instruction, warning, correction. All of us, if we have time tonight, could go around the room And you could just stand and talk about how God has spanked you. Couldn't you? Every one of us could. We did this earlier in staff today, and it was good just to hear the guys, the pastors, just talk about how God had spanked them many times. 
You said, God really spanks us? Well, sure he does. I remember a time, and I'll tell you, it's good for us to remind ourselves of these things. I remember when we were young. This is many years ago. This is probably 13 or 14 years ago. We had just got started in the church, and God just grew it like crazy. And we took a whole group of men down to Calvary Chapel, Fort Lauderdale. They were about, I think they were about 1,200 people, maybe 1,600 people. Of course, today, you know, they're 22,000 or whatever. But they were about 1,600 people. And we took all our guys down. And we sat in this front row, and I'm there, you know, this is terrific. And they kind of said, how are you doing, Pastor Mark? And I got up, and I said, we're doing great. We brought 400 guys here. And I went, that was the wrong thing to say. There's other churches with 20 and 10. And I just felt like a total idiot. And I was getting spanked as I was standing. God was saying, Balmer, this is the first time you're going to hear this, but you're going to hear it many more. This is so not about you. What do you mean you're 400? What does that have to do with anything? What was that? That was my what? That was my pride. Of course, you don't have any problem with pride, do you? And it just, it sliced me down to nothing. Now, nobody around knew that, but I knew it. I was getting paddled big time. Why do I remember it today? It's a great lesson. So you remember when you've been paddled, haven't you? You remember when God had to say, go to the woodshed for a little while. We've been back there, and he didn't just give us an English lesson like Rick talked about. He had a little paddle, and he took care of it. Now, if you're at the woodshed, what is God trying to teach you? Will you say, bring it on? Will you say, I'm quitting, I'm discouraged, God doesn't love me? Or will you say, God, I know you love me. You're allowing this hardship in my life for a reason. Teach me what it is. If it's pride, remember after pride comes a fall. Whatever it is, God will deal with you. Verse 9, moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of our spirits and live? So notice, the Bible assumes fathers and mothers will set boundaries and discipline their children. Later in life, we came to learn to respect it. Quite often, when we were spanked at the time, we didn't really, really get it. Verse 9, how much more should we submit to the Father of our spirits to live? There it is again. Submit. Endure. Okay, God, you're right. I'm wrong. What do you want to teach me? Remember, Our sinful nature never wants to submit, but that's what God wants to do. Those are lessons he wants to teach us. Verse 10, our fathers disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good that we may share in his holiness. Number three, God's discipline is for our good, our good. As a parent, those of you that are parents or have been, even if you're a single parent, you absolutely know when your discipline didn't match the disobedience. Either you were inconsistent, you were unfair, you were too extreme, 
You didn't discipline when you should have. You disciplined in anger and you were embarrassed afterward. You got disciplined at work and you came home, boom, and you took it out on the kids. Do you know God is the perfect father? He never disciplines wrong. He disciplines at the right time with the right way and in the right formula. He knows exactly how to do it. Verse 11. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace. There's what he's after. Being right with God and peace. For those who have, say it with me, been submitted. So I have to submit. And as I submit, what's the next words? What happens to my life? I'm then what? Trained by it. I learned my lesson. You can't learn your lesson until you submit to God. So you say to God, why are you doing this? Will he tell us? Yes, he will. He'll point out the area that he's disciplining us. It can be just instruction. It doesn't have to be a sin that we did. He's just saying, you could have done that better. You could have spent more time there. You could have done this. And as the Bible says in 2 Timothy 3.16, the word of God is there to correct us and reproof and encouragement. So God knows exactly how to do this. Now, is discipline, if it's physical, for us, certainly it's painful. Was discipline that day for me at Calvary Chapel Fort Lauderdale painful? It was very painful. Nobody around knew it, but I knew it. I knew that I had displeased God. I knew I had put myself in the place of God. God said, I won't stand for that. I won't, don't think you are going to get away with that. The line's drawn. I got it. I remember it so clearly. By the way, that's not the only time I've been spanked. Don't laugh. You laugh? You make fun? (laughs) Number four. Godly discipline results, there's results of it, in a successful and productive life. In other words, our life looks like Jesus. John 15 says this, I am the vine, the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Well, every branch that does bear fruit He prunes so that it will even be more fruitful. You see, when we prune a plant, it becomes healthier, more productive. If God is pruning you, submit to it. You're better off because of his loving discipline. God's vitamin D, his loving discipline, makes us healthier and more productive. Be encouraged. If you're a Christ follower, you're loved by a Heavenly Father that knows exactly what's going on in your life. Submit to it. Endure hardship. Endure affliction. Endure trouble. Endure trials. And I'll make a statement from the old days. Father knows best. He does. It's probably safe to say that no kid ever enjoyed or appreciated discipline at the time it happened. 
Many times, though, when they look back, they understand the benefit of that correction. You were reminded today in Pastor Mark's teaching that it's the same for you as God's child. The important thing is to stay focused on the benefit and not the pain. There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. This brings Pastor Mark's teaching, God's discipline is good for us, to an end. Next time, he'll begin his teaching, God says, get moving. You'll hear about the path, the journey that God's directing you on. Pastor Mark will talk about how Satan tries to either get you off of that path or tries to slow down your progress on the path. And you'll learn how to overcome your enemies. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting